Welcome to What the Shuck, the podcast. I'm Muddy River Sports Editor Matt Shuckman, and we're talking baseball today because, thank goodness, it's baseball season. We're, there was concern there wouldn't be a major league season this year, uh, but there is. The idiots that were worried about money got their heads out of their behinds and got it figured out. So we're having a season, and I got my cohort. My ride-or-die guy when it comes to talking baseball, Ben Marth, joining me today. What's up, buddy? What a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. I, I mean, it is. I mean, it's Christmas in, in it, April. It, opening day is a, is a national holiday, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. You know, that for me, it's almost better than Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, you know, some of the big ones. Yes. You know. I, could watch, I could watch probably nine or ten games on opening day. Oh. You know? I or any I, of them. I've already got plans made. Got got brats to go on the grill. Got the day set up to watch Cardinal the Cardinals home opener, season opener against the Pirates. Got my traditions. You know, as we were talking off the air before we went on, I had I've had opening day traditions for well, we're talking almost thirty years now, yeah. where I buy something Cardinal related. You know, usually it's a ball cap. I get a new ball cap every year. I already got a new ball cap this year. So uh, this year was T-shirt, and then I always get a box of baseball cards to open on opening day. So isn't that something to look forward to? I, I, I'm a kid on opening day. Is really what I am. Right. Yeah. And I have a theory that the labor disagreement they they ended it so that the Cardinals could have a true opening day at home. It's beautiful. You know, prior to they would have been on the road to start the season. True. Like they have for now a few years in a row. Which right. I've never quite understood why teams like Cincinnati and ha- always have the first game at home. Why, why can't I mean St. Louis is arguably the best opening day in all of baseball. No question about it. Now I I, I kind of understood the Cincinnati thing for because so for so many years that was the opening game. Season opened on that day at noon. In Cincinnati, even when they're ba- even when they were bad, that was it, it. Just felt right. Yeah. But yes, there's nothing like an opening day home opener in St. Louis. You know the Clydesdales going around the 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 warning track, and you know, and the and the 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 parade of the cars bringing the guys in, and the Hall of Famers in the red jackets. There's, it, it's just I'm getting goosebumps now <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is it is something else. The music. Um, You know, they obviously put it on repeat for about, what, 35 minutes, just the same song over and over again, (laughs) and everybody's clapping, and everybody's smiling and happy. It's almost like, you know, it's like a sense of euphoricness, you know, that just everybody, it's just, it's like it's it's everybody's happy and excited for at least a day, because you know you're going to see the heroes you grew up watching. Oh, no doubt. They're all going to have a red jacket on. You're going to see the current team. You know, it's it's again like you said, the Clydesdales and the smell and everything that goes along with it. You're, you're, and there's that there's that level of excitement that just doesn't it, it can't be matched because everybody has hope on opening day. You know, even even the teams that you know, we got some friends who are Cincinnati Reds fans, and and they're bemoaning what's happening with the Reds, but on opening day, they got a chance. Yeah, they do. You know, it, at least it feels that way. <laughs> You know, and we'll, and we'll see from there. But uh, it should be exciting. It should be a lot of fun. And it's going to be really interesting for the Cardinals this year. Um, obviously, it's the last go-around for, for a couple of legendary Cardinals. Uh, and we're going to see that on opening day. With Adam Wainwright getting the opening day start. Yadier Molina will be behind the plate. And starting at designated hitter, Albert Pujols. Isn't that something? Wow. Welcome home. 
<laughs> we all hoped for it. We all, it was one of the first things, you know, every time when he got to be a free agent late in his career, it was like, okay, bring him home. Let him finish as a Cardinal. I never thought it would happen. I never thought they would work it out. Well, you know, the, you knew there was that 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 window when he left Anaheim. Mm-hmm. You knew that he would be a short termer with the Dodgers, right? So you knew yes. there was potentially that one year maybe window mm-hmm. that maybe he comes back and there's a homecoming of sorts. But like you said, there was never really. You just there there were some unknowns right. there, and uh, and then it got late in free agency, and obviously the labor, you know. A delay kind of delayed things and put that on pause. But again, Pujols went a few weeks, maybe a month or so, without making a decision on where he's going to be yeah. next. Well, the fact that they're using the designated hitter changes the game for him. You know, it gives him a spot in the lineup because he can't play the field anymore. Yeah. You know, rarely. You know, I mean, you may throw him out there for an inning or two, but he's not, he's not an everyday defensive player anymore. So... And he, I don't think he was going to settle for going somewhere where he was just going to be a pinch hitter. Yeah. You know, he wants to be in the, in the order, wants to be in the lineup as much as possible. A pinch hitter wasn't going to work. So it wasn't going to work had they not been able to find a spot for him. Uh, I think it could work. They're talking to platooning, the designated hitter. So he'll, he'll get his share of at-bats. And then on days he's not DHing, then he'll get an opportunity to be a pinch hitter and, and, and contribute. But... It's 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 stirred up so much emotion in so many people that I think that's a home run for the Cardinals. Now we'll see how it plays out. Don't you think also that there's some value of him on that bench, just on that bench? Oh, no I question. Mean, just being around some of these younger players, yep. the impressionable younger players that you're dealing with, and I think his presence of being able to teach the nuances of hitting is you know it's almost like having another coach oh, on the bench. Incredible. I, mean, I think it's very very. Uh, worthwhile. Well, the, there was a picture somebody shared on social media the other day, and it says, yeah, look at the youngster who's the first one on the field today. Well, it was Albert Pujols. <laughs> and, and that work ethic that he's brought to the game since day one and still has to this day is should hopefully rub off on some of those younger guys who maybe have a ton of potential but aren't working at quite that hard of a level or, or aren't quite that committed to being there every day in that sense and being the first one on the field in that sense, if that rubs off on them, then it definitely is a home run. I just hope we don't get to July 1 and he's batting 135. And, you know, he just there just hasn't been a lot of production. Right. You know, I don't think that will happen because it looked when you look at him physically, it looks like he's lost some weight. Yes. It looks like he's in good shape. looks like he wants to have one more productive go-round on this. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't know. It's kind of in the back of your mind. Uh if it gets to that point, I hope he just retires. I, I Don't drag it out. Don't complain that you're not getting at bats now because you're batting 135 and you should feel like you should be in the lineup because you're Albert Pujols. If you're not productive, if you can't do it anymore, see the writing on the wall and retire. But if you can do it, help this team make a run. Because how how incredible would it be for Cardinal, for so many people around here and for Cardinal Nation in general to see Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, and Albert Pujols get into the postseason, potentially get to a World Series in their final season. It'd be, it, it would be a dream come true. I was going to say, it would be the ultimate finish yeah. to a Hall of Fame career in which two of those three, I think, are... Well, obviously, Albert Pujols is, is going to be a, a no-brainer. Yeah. I think Molina is... 
you know, what other people may say outside of, or, or just want to strike up an argument. Right. I, mean, I think he's in. I think he'll get uh, in. And Wainwright's obviously, I don't think, is going to be a hall, of, a major league baseball Hall of Famer. No, um, maybe not, but all three are going to end up with red jackets. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully all on the same year. You know, yeah. it'd be kind of cool to see it that. Be, it would be. You know, as well. Now, the, the interesting thing, is, as I've seen this kind of play out since they came to the agreement with Pujols and signed the contract, is a, a certain level of excitement from Cardinal fans. Um, and there is some nostalgia that comes with it. And there is some, some lo- just some love for Albert Pujols. He is a generation's Cardinal. Who is your generation's Cardinal? Who's the guy that when you look, you think about that, I think we all, everybody has their favorite Cardinal. Yeah. But there were, you know, each generation has that guy that is, you know, and I'm not saying Albert Pujols is the best player uh, in Cardinals history or Stan Musial is or Bob Gibson. You know, you can argue those to the end. But each generation has that guy that that is their guy. That is their – who's yours? You know, and it's it's a great question. And it's 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 probably not the best player that was on this team when I was growing up. He yeah. certainly was at the top of the list. But uh, – Vince Coleman, to me, was was a guy that was the table setter, the guy that would steal over 100 bases a year, the guy that brought so much excitement every time he was on the bases. You knew what you were getting in Ozzie Smith and Willie McGee, obviously. I know Willie's your guy, which yep. is, um, you know, and, and he is certainly on the top of that list for me as well. But I don't There's something about Vince Coleman that, that sparked energy, excitement, uh, just his speed that he brought to the game. Um, I was I was just enamored with. I mean, it was a guy that yeah, I couldn't stop watching. Like he's a guy that whenever he was up to the plate, I wanted to see him lay one down and get down to first <laughs> in a second and a half. You know, he was one of those guys that when he got on first base, you sat there and went, "Okay, which pitch is he going?" Yeah, because there was no doubt he was going. Um, I, I, I'll give you that. He was he was excitement on the base pass. Um. And Cardinals have had a few of those over the years. I mean, obviously, Lou Brock is is a Hall of Famer who was was that way. But, yeah, Vince Coleman was just lightning quick. I mean, he was like being around a Little League guy. When a Little League guy gets on first base, you know he's instantly going to be on third. Yeah. You know, no catchers throwing out a six-year-old trying to go from first to third, okay? Right. That was like with Vince Coleman. He felt like a Little League guy that you knew if he got on first, he was on third. I will still argue this. As fast as Vince Coleman is, he was not the fastest guy on the team first to third. Was that Willie? Willie McGee. Yeah. Because it almost looked like Willie McGee was going to fall over <laughs> because he was running so fast and he would lean yeah. to get that extra speed. It was like, when's he going to just hit second base and just fall over one of these times? Yeah. But, man, I loved watching that. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with, with I, him or, or any of those My guys. favorite Cardinal of all time. No, no, hands down, no doubt about it. Loved Ozzy. You know, Ozzy is the icon of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and for, for many reasons. Um, but Willie was, was my guy, you know. <laughs> my, my two favorite Cardinals growing up, Willie and George Hendrick. Mm-hmm. I just, I loved the way George Hendrick swung the bat. Fun guys. I mean, just, I mean, just. Again, instant classics. I yeah. mean, you, again, a lot of those guys you could you could put on that list, but I think Ozzy, Willie, Vince, I think are they they got to be the top three during when I was growing up. Yeah. George Hendrick was a little 
earlier than I, mean, I didn't live in St. Louis till 1985. So, so yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't have that. But once I got to 85, when we first rolled into St. Louis from Jackson, Michigan, we right. literally were coming on, um, you know, the go crazy folks. Yep. I mean, we that was when we came into St. Louis and mm-hmm. we saw people literally like sleeping outside the <laughs> Bush Stadium trying to get a ticket for the next game. That was my indoctrination into being a, a Cardinals fan. So growing up, I obviously I grew up here in Quincy. Grew up a Cardinals fan from day one. Couple of the memories I have from from those days of growing up was the '82 World Series. My parents had taken an anniversary trip and gone to the Lake of the Ozarks. So we got a hold of them at whatever wherever they were staying to get permission for me to stay up late enough to watch the entire games of the World Series. Um, uh, and, and they weren't super late like they are now on TV, but. When you're, you know, nine years old, you know, they want to send you to bed and, and you know, so you get, had to get permission. And, and, and so that, would, that would, will always be a memory of, of being able allowed to stay up and watch the World Series. And then growing up, we ate dinner at the kitchen table every night. Didn't matter, you know, yes, you know, I'm the youngest of six. So my older brothers and sisters in high school and stuff had stuff going on and like, like everybody does now, you know after school practice for, for athletics, or if they were involved in, you know, student council or, you know, so there might be times that they weren't there at five o'clock for dinner, but dinner was at the table every night. Didn't matter if the Cardinals were on TV in the postseason and it was on the West coast, you sat at the kitchen table. My dad brought out the little black and white TV into the kitchen and hooked it up so we could sit there and watch the postseason games during dinner. Ah, that's thinking. That's and and so like you know in eight in eighty five and in eighty seven. Yeah, yeah. We the, those were those were special. It was like you're gonna let us do this tonight, Dad. And he'd say you know, and he'd always put it on the counter at the end of the table where I sat. <laughs> you know, he knew. He knew. <laughs> he knew. He knew. And 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 again, that's the beauty of baseball. You know, you have people have memories like that to tell of postseason games where they got to to stay up late and watch it, or or, or got to see it from a different angle, and and those things. And I, I think that's some of the romanticism of baseball that goes along with it. But then it comes back to that generational thing. Every generation has a favorite player, mm-hmm. and, and there's a generation that is go- that Albert Pujols is absolutely beloved. And whether he left to go to Anaheim or not, he is still beloved. That generation, he is their, he is their cardinal. Yeah, yeah. And then other people are going to have other ones like Scott yeah. Rowland. Um, yep. You know, uh, what Jim are, Edmonds. Jim Edmonds certainly on that on that list of Edgar Renteria, whoever that guy is that you mm-hmm. loved growing up. Well, and 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 for kids growing up now, it could be Dylan Carlson. Yeah, could be Paul Goldschmidt or Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Arenado. You right. know, it, it, there's. But but Pujols was that special guy that that captivated an entire generation, and to see him come back and put on the birds on the bat one final time, it's it's incredible. I like that. I think that there are some certain. I mean, I I think right now there are more question marks than there are answers with this Cardinals baseball team. When especially when you look from the pitching side yep. of things, with with Flaherty out and Reyes out, and uh, inst you know inserting a. Palante, I don't know a lot about their fifth starter. Right, uh, Stephen Matz has been okay over time. Yeah, been adequate, an innings eater probably. That's Michael what is, that seems what he is. You know, 
Yeah, Hudson, Michaelis. Wainwright. Yeah, I just, you know, it's a decent starting rotation. You don't have a front-line starter. No. You know, and, and Adam Wainwright will be good, but he's not a front-line starter anymore. You would you, Your thought was that would be Jack Flaherty. Yeah. Hopefully he comes back healthy. But, yeah, pitching pitching's a, a definite concern because I think defensively, Maybe the best defensive team in the league. Yeah, I would agree. A lot uh, of gold gloves. Yeah, and offensively, I think they'll be just fine. You know, when you when you look at what they, you know, especially the outfield, what they're capable of doing. I mean, yeah, your corner infielders are, are all-star level. Your middle infielders will be just fine. But everything's going to hinge on pitching. Everything's going to hinge on pitching. I would agree. Uh, how does Jordan Hicks bounce back? What's he give you? You know, he's a guy that wants to start eventually. Yeah. You know, what's what's that look like? Um, they've got some other arms that they're that they're throwing in this year that we don't know a lot about. Right. What's that look like? Uh, can Molina stay healthy for, you know, uh, and start 145 games this year? I mean, there's there's a lot more questions, but I would think that a lot of these, a lot of baseball teams right now have oh. a lot more questions than they do answers. You know, I mean, the Cubs have a lot more. What are the Cubs? I mean, I looked at their roster uh, earlier in the week, and there's just a lot of guys that are, you know, Clint Frazier, yeah, and uh, and guys that you, you just you just what are they going to look like? Nick Madrigal, what are these guys going to look like as Cubs? That's a great question because I can't tell you right now what the what I expect of the Cubs because there's the the faces are so different and the the names are so different than what we've seen in the the last few years. And obviously, they did some house cleaning last year. I got rid of the big names, the Rizzos, the Bryants, the Baezes. What's it? How good are the Cubs going to be? What do you? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to peg them. I don't either. And I, I, I like some of the pieces. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I like some of the pieces. Yeah. But is it an eighty-five to ninety-five win team? I mean, I don't think so. Marcus Stroman, you add. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got Kyle Hendricks back. You know what? What does you know? Who else comes into that rotation and plays a role that's going to be, you know, Drew Smiley? I mean, there's some guys that you could potentially throw right. into the mix that could be, you know, Wade Miley, I think, is a sneaky good addition to that rotation. I, I think, think so Wade too. Miley's fantastic. Again, but again, you're throwing a lot of different pieces, trying to throw in the puzzle and trying to put it all together and mesh well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suzuki, the new guy they got to play in the outfield, I right. really like. He's a he's a rookie of the year candidate. Yes, he is. Um, but I do like I do like the Stroman pickup. You know, I, I I've always like for some reason I've always liked him. Just the way he pitches, he's got an attitude. Yeah, he's not afraid to show it a little bit. Uh, seems to really attach himself to the city and community that he's in. Um, and, and just seems to be kind of a, a glue guy, I think. But, yes, I agree with you. I think that was a very good signing. Is it good enough to put them, you know, over the top? I don't I don't think so. I mean, everybody's looking at the Brewers as the team to beat in the Central. I think the Brewers are very good. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think they are beatable. I, I think if if the Cubs or the Cardinals make the right moves, put the put the pieces in place in the, in the right order, they could very well win the division. Yes, I agree. I'm I'm just glad we're talking baseball. I, to be honest with you, because I didn't know we if we would have this opportunity. Right? Did you really think they would go and, and extend this even even more so than they already had? Did did that really come into your mind that we yeah. could be looking? Yeah. A month or two or three it out. It really did. It really did. I thought they. I, I was surprised they even postponed any games. I thought they'd make a decision right before at the eleventh hour. 
I was wondering when it was going to come down to, okay, wait a minute. We got a chance to make a whole lot of money. And if we don't play these games, we're not going to make as much money. So let's just settle and get it over with so we can make the money. I really thought money would be the deciding factor in that of we can't lose any money. But they figured it out. They did. You know, um, and I'm so happy. I've enjoyed what I've experienced so far of baseball season on the local front. Uh, and the regional front as far as college baseball goes and, and high school baseball. But there's just something magical about Major League Baseball and opening day and Bush Stadium. Well, you it know just, what? It, it you, makes me feel like a kid. You know you're going to be glued to the TV for the next five and a half months. Yeah. For the most part. For us baseball diehards. Or the radio. chicken every night. Or radio, correct. You know, whatever that looks like for you in the car or, or at home or whatever that looks like. But... You just know that you got 162 games coming up that you want to you want to know, you know, where how your team did, where are they yeah. at, what's, you know, until it gets to that point where you know yeah. you're out and then you're looking beyond. Right. Here's the funny thing, you know, in, in this technological world, you know, and and obviously I'm knee deep in it with with our website and and doing podcasts and and those things. I still have some old school in me. So, I still have a transistor radio that i will take with me when i go fishing to listen to cardinal games and i know people will say well you can get it get an app on your phone and you could do that well if i'm out in the middle of nowhere fishing i might not have service yeah but if i pull that antenna up on that transistor radio and that little box radio i bet i can get a signal (laughs) and listen to a game so there's still some old school in me when it comes to baseball because i love listening to a game on the radio yeah as much as it's fun to watch the game on TV, there's just something about listening to a game on the radio that just has always intrigued me. I agree. I mean, and and the and the good ones keep you entertained. They mm-hmm. keep you, you know, locked in to almost every pitch. But you're but you're right. You can kind of move to the speed of the game if you're fishing or you're golfing or whatever that looks like. Right. It's just in the. It's kind of background noise, but you're always. It always seems to you know, come into your head no matter what's going on. It might be background noise, but you know what's going on. Yeah. Like, you don't really miss a beat, you know. If you're if you're working in the yard doing some gardening and you got the game on or, you know, doing, you know, a myriad of things. Cleaning out the garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those honeydews that we have to get to at some point. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, th- there is. And I think we were blessed growing up with Jack Buck. And and there's just how could you not love listening to a game on the radio when Jack Buck was making the call? Right. Yep. And Cubs fans would say the same with who they had. Yes. You know, over time, uh, with all of their voices as well. But yes, there was nothing if you were a Cardinals fan of of being able to enjoy Jack Buck and uh, and even and a younger Mike Shannon. Um, you know that that was that was it for us, right? right. I mean, that yeah. was what you wanted to that that they brought you through so many. Days and hours and times that uh, you can't even count. As a guy who did radio, but you know, for so many years, I'm sure that had an influence on you growing up and what you wanted to eventually do. No question. And uh, I can, I can, I can't even count on on my hand or even think of the times that I can count of when I went to bed listening to Jack Buck when oh, I was yeah. growing up. West Coast games. Yep. When you would uh, you would make sure that that radio was next to you when you went to bed and Amen. your dad left the room or your mom left the room and told you I love you and good night 
once that door closed, you're turning the radio on. To, to and then, and then when they to. came to bed, they would sneak in, to, you know, check, yep, he's asleep, go in and turn the radio off, and then they'd yeah. go to bed. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yes, that's it was all part of it. Exactly. So I grew up listening to those guys. Yes, no question. It was, they are the best, and St. Louis has been a great breeding yeah. ground for several broadcasters. As, as a guy who spent so many years in the broadcast business, do you find yourself getting immersed in a game because of that, like, you you can settle into a radio game and go. I know what I know what they're doing. I know how it works, but I just love the sound of it. I, I love the sound of the radio game. Yes, I do, and and I get really discouraged really fast because I'm a guy that gives that wants score inning situation yeah. every thirty seconds. But that's just me. That's what I grew up on. Right. Um, but yes, there's nothing like like listening to a baseball game on radio and. Yes, all of the different things that come along with it, the sound of the bat, the yeah. cheers in the background, oh. the concession stand guy, uh, you know, hot dogs, here you yeah. go, dollar a piece. Well, they're not a dollar anymore, they're no. about $8 a piece. But yes, the, those sounds are uh, are what you live for. Are, are the uh, the concessionaire walking through the stadium going, Bye-bye, yes, bye-bye. Yes. And your dad looks at you and goes, he's saying Buckeye? No, daddy's saying Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and they all have their way of saying it. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's just uh, there's such a beauty to the game that I I just I I'm ready for Thursday. I'm ready for opening day. And any broadcaster will tell you that you know you're you're there to paint a picture. You yep. know nobody can see it. So that's what's the beauty of radio is. That's why radio is my first love. Is that it's an empty canvas and you're there to paint the picture and uh, you know explain everything that's going on. That's what I love. Well, as a guy who sat alongside you for many games over the years, you did a hell of a job doing that. Hey, it was fun. We had a lot of guys in Quincy who are really good at it, you know, over time. I've been blessed to listen to great, you know, great play-by-play guys. You've got one here on staff and Ron Kinsherf. I'm in in Bob Goff and David and yourself. All of you guys were our multimedia talent level um, you know, Chuck Mann and Eric Irvin. I mean, I could just go on and oh, on yeah. with the people that I've been able to listen to in this city. It's been a lot of fun, but I'm ready to listen to Cardinal baseball. How about you? <laughs> I am too. Uh, I am ready, and I'm hoping for a very successful season. Awesome. Well, thank you for stopping in today. Thanks for dropping in and, and joining me for for What the Shuck. And uh, thanks for talking baseball. Always a blast, man. Let's do it again sometime. I would love to. Awesome. In St. Louis, maybe. Ooh, yeah. A game. Well, that that we need to work out. We got to make that happen. <laughs> awesome. That's been Ben Marth. I'm Matt Shuckman. Thanks for listening to What the Shuck. Catch us again soon.